0: they said it couldn't be done, but we're back again. Another edition of the Senior Old Boys. That's right. That's right. The SOBs are back. Uh, I'm Eddie Stefko, and I, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm just beyond, it's beyond a pleasure. It's, it's, a, it's an honor to be with the great Dwayne Price, uh, one of the few people in this world who have been doing this longer than me, and uh, and and you know Dwayne I'm going to I'm going to turn it over to you as soon as I as soon as I introduce the uh, honorary member of our team the junior old boy that's right the JOB not the SOB uh, <laughs> Mr Bobby Corrala, who's you know going to try to keep us on the rails today but it's going to be a job that I don't think he can handle but he's going to try anyway Dwayne what train take us into this crazy 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 time of the Mavericks history.
1: Good morning, America. Uh, Good afternoon, America, wherever you are in the world. That was absolutely amazing last night. The Dallas Mavericks went into LA and defeated the Clippers in game five of the first round playoff series, 105 to 100. This was a game that nobody thought the Mavericks could win. Everybody had already counted them out. Mavs went up, 2-0 in the series after winning the first two games in L.A. Then came to Dallas and lost the next two games. So everybody said it's a wrap. It's over. The Clippers going to win this thing in six. And what do we have now? The Mavericks got a chance to win this thing in six. Game six is tomorrow night in Dallas at 8 o'clock. I know we're going to have what over 17,000 people in the stands screaming and hollering, and maybe Maybe, just maybe, the home team will finally win a game. Bobby, Normally,
2: it's fun to dump court. on the haters, you know, whenever they're, whenever they're wrong, they're about, wrong something. about something. But, I mean, I could, who, who could blame anyone for thinking that the series was over? You know, the way the Mavs lost game three, blowing that huge lead in the first quarter, the way they lost game four, where, frankly, they never really stood a chance. And you have to go back to L.A. Clippers had fans in the building last night. Uh, It was much louder than it was in games one and two. You know, all the momentum had shifted. All the confidence had shifted. A bunch of Mavs players are having a bad couple games. And you're thinking, man, like, Luka's neck is hurting. Like, nothing is going the Mavs' way. And so I couldn't fault you guys or fans or whoever for just thinking, yeah, this series is over. But, I mean, I think the lesson that we learned is you can never count out Luka Doncic. I mean, he is just – he is that good. He is one of the best players alive. Uh, he's the kind of guy where if he's on your team, it doesn't matter if the other team has the best collection of wing defenders maybe ever assembled like the Clippers do. Uh, he is going to give you a chance to win. And last night he put up a stat line that LeBron is the only other guy that's ever gone for at least 42-14-8 and eight in a playoff game. And uh, Luca just continues to amaze us. He keeps raising the bar. He keeps raising the ceiling to the point where, like, I have no idea what he's going to look like in five years. But that doesn't matter. We can worry about that in five years. What matters right now is that the Clippers do not have any answers for him after five tries and six more last year. He keeps dominating them, guys.
1: Well, the way I look at it, Sefco, is, like you said, they've never had an answer for Luca has, in his career, 13 40-point games, regular season playoffs. Five of them have been against the Clippers. So when he sees the Clippers, he sees party points. He knows these guys can't stop them, and you know what? Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. I don't even know what to say. I'm just gonna say this: if that was if 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 I'm considered one of the premier defenders in the entire NBA, Kawhi, which should say I got it, Luca, the first quarter and the third quarter. Paul, you got him the second and the fourth quarter. But you know what? They don't want any parts of him. Even Ty Lue after the game, the Clippers coach said Kawhi was tired at the end. Tired? We six games into the first round of the playoffs in a season where he lowed management a lot and he's tired already? Maybe he was tired because that, that three-pointer he shot at the end missed the rim. That same three-pointer he shot at the end in Toronto against Philadelphia won the game, won game seven. So maybe he's tired of chasing Luca around. I don't know. What do you think, Eddie?
2: We got and technical then. difficulties, Dwayne.
1: Okay, we'll pick, we'll pick it up until Eddie uh, 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 catches up. But Luca came out and right away, Bob, he was firing away nineteen points in the first quarter. He hit his first five three pointers, and right then I say, oh. Luka had a pain in the neck, but he's going to be a pain in the neck all night long for the Clippers, because if he got 19 right now, he's going to end up somewhere between 40 and 50. And sure enough, he ended up with 42 points, 8 rebounds, 14 assists. He scored or assisted on 31 of the 37 field goals that Mavericks made. Nobody else has Darryl. done that 80% or higher of a team's baskets in the history of the playoffs other than... Allen Iverson and LeBron James. So now we got Luca Dunchett off the charts.
0: I yeah, mean, this guy's to- guy gonna gonna do things that we can't even imagine right now. Uh, you know, it, it, it's it's so much fun to watch. Uh, and the Mavericks, uh, you know, how lucky are we to have this kid? Uh, you know, it's a, you know, I, I don't think having been there back in the early two thousands when we really didn't know what we had with Dirk. Uh, mm-hmm. And it ended up being, you know, just ginormously otherworldly, you know, other gal- uh, another galaxy that this kid came from. And he ended up breaking all sorts of records and being one of the top players in the history of basketball. Luca's already doing things that Dirk didn't do, uh, you know, until many, many, many years into his career. Uh, mm-hmm. So now we're going to find out just if he has the staying power and all of that. But it, it doesn't matter he can only do stay in the moment. And this guy is mm-hmm. doing things in the moment that, I mean, 20, 20, 21, 22 year olds just don't normally do in this league. I mean, LeBron did it. Michael Jordan did it, but that's kind of it. You know, that's the short list of, of guys who have been able to uh, come in and do to this league, what Luca is doing.
2: And, and-, and it's the way that he's doing it too. You know, I mean, not only who he's doing it against, Kawhi, Paul George, Rondo, Pat Beverly, Nick Batum, Marcus Morris. I mean, the Clippers are sending everybody at him. They've switched bigs onto him. They've switched smalls onto him. They've guarded him with wings. They've double teamed him. They've full court pressed him. They've, I mean, they're hacking at him every time he goes to the rim. They are they're giving him every single type of coverage that you can. Usually they're not doing the same defense, two possessions in a row. So sometimes they're showing, sometimes they're hedging, sometimes they're trapping, sometimes they're blitzing, sometimes they're switching, sometimes they're going under, sometimes they're starting small, switching big, sometimes they're starting big, switching small. Every single trip down the floor, they're giving him a new problem to diagnose, and he's just found the answer every single time. And so not only is he – you know, he's obviously very talented, very good, and like Dwayne said, he was hitting threes in the first quarter last night, which opened up the drive game a little bit for him too, I think. But, I mean, he is – He's such a high-level thinker, too. And, Eddie, that's what you were saying whenever you were talking about, like, little kids don't do this in the NBA very often. You know, I mean, Luca has the brain of a 35-year-old. And, and we hear, and I'm, I'm sure you guys have heard this so many times over the years from all the great players that you've, that you've covered. Guys, once they turn 32, 33, 34, they're like, man, I wish that I was still as athletic now as I was when I was 24. Because I, I think the game at such a high level. Luca already is there, you know, and so he is an example of a guy who is at peak mental strength. And, you know, he could even get in maybe a little better shape physically. But I mean, he's got the mind of a veteran, but the body of a teenager. And, and he is just dominating the very best defensive players that we have in the NBA. And it's just, I, I just can't get over how incredible that he's been physically, mentally. You know, skill-wise, everything in the series.
1: I, I tweeted something last night. It's like I, I've seen a lot of guys, as we all have, play throughout the year, throughout the decades. Man, it, it, he's just one of these guys that just, just takes your breath away. The things that he does. And I mean, for, for him to have 40 points after three quarters against whatever everybody told us, uh, the Clippers have the best perimeter defenders in the game. Well, Luca doesn't care. Bring him on. It's almost like the better the, the defense is, the better he gets. I, he said, I, I'll show you how good you are. Let, let me be the final say-so on, on how good you are. And as you see, he's, the Clippers are not that good when it comes to defending Luka. I mean, he gets spotted two points. He only shoots three free throws. You and I both know he got fouled a lot of times. Okay, it is what it is. But if he gets his fair share of free throws, and if he makes them, that's a 50-point night in and, and 43 minutes. I mean, the, the kid is just unbelievable. And you know, Seth, uh, you know, Seth, I don't like to pay money to go to watch anybody play. I don't care. They gotta pay me to go to this game. I'll pay to go to <laughs> look at game. I will pay money to go see this play. Not much. I'll pay five dollars to get up in there, man.
0: $5. <laughs> pay a film for I'll pay to see this guy. He Bobby, you know, you dope. know where Dwayne, you know where Dwayne would be sitting for $5. He you know, he <laughs> he, he can't even get standing room for $5. Yeah. And,
2: they dude, might let you in on the dude, catwalk hey, for $5. Bucks, hey please.
0: Dwayne, Dwayne, blow the cobwebs off that wallet of yours. <laughs> open it up. And you know, go in there and dig out the 1948 bills that are in there <laughs> and spend some money.
2: <laughs>
0: no, 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 I do. I'll work my way down to the court. because I gotta know somebody. <laughs> hey, listen. Okay. Uh, all right. We are, are, are not breaking ground here. We're in agreement with the rest of the humanity that Luke is great now having said that and by the way Dwayne, you know i love it that the referees swallow their whistles down the stretch i mean it's rough it's nasty people are hacking each other every every play is just bumping and grinding there's so much stuff going on and not a whistle one i think that's great man just then turn it into football but that not said or that said uh anybody who thinks they know what's going to happen next in this series, I double dare them to go out on a limb and say, Oh, this is definitely going to happen. Cause either they're, they're lying and they don't know which they don't, or they're going to get lucky. That's the only way they're going to be right. Because how can anybody, do you really trust either one of these teams to get it done in game six? I mean, the home team, I'm not going to bet on the home team yet. I mean, I'd yeah, like I'll to see fine. somebody yet come through, but, but, and I hope the Mavericks do it, but, I just, I mean, how can you, how can you feel any confidence about where this series is going to go? I mean, would it shock you if we were in LA on Sunday afternoon at two thirty in Dallas time for Game Seven? Well,
1: well, here's here's what I would say. That move by Carlisle to put Boban in the starting lineup, I don't know if the, if the Clippers have a counter move because the counter move would be to put Zubac in the starting lineup. Well, that's what the Mavericks want you to do. What <laughs> am put him out there. You know, so I think the Mavericks going to close it out tomorrow night because I don't know what other move to, uh, Ty Luke can make. I, I just really don't. I mean, you got a Mavericks team that you got 42 out of Luke. He's going to get 35 out of 40 just if he's healthy, and he's healthy. Tim Hardaway gets 20 points, but he was only 16, 6 out of 19 from the field. Pazinga only gets 8 points. He only gets 6 shots. And, and, and Dorian Finney-Smith only gets 8 points, but he comes up with 5 big steals. And and they still win the game. Luka misses 20 shots in L.A., and they still win the game. It held them to 100 points. So I think the Mavs going to close this
2: thing out. I really do. Yeah, this series has just been so unpredictable. I mean, Boban starts last night. It wouldn't surprise me if Dwight Powell is the starter at center in game six. You know, Powell is awesome in this game. And, uh, you know, the Clippers, like, like you guys said, they don't have an answer for Boban, but they did not have an answer for Powell either. And he was awesome, and he was basically catching DNPCDs for the first four games of the series. But kind of to, to, to really drive home how unpredictable this series has been, Luca's killing the Clippers through three quarters. He's got 40 points. In the fourth quarter, he was the only Mav that couldn't buy a bucket. I mean, the biggest shots no. of the game were Tim Hardaway three, KP three, Hardaway mm-hmm. free throws, Josh Richardson free throws, Jalen Brunson mm-hmm. hit a shot. I mean, Dallas, like – Dallas went – ice cold on the fourth quarter and it was the other guys that carried them across the finish line and and that's where i think if you're the clippers you're starting to panic because you look back to game one game two you know luca was great but the story of the of the game in game one was like jalen brunson had those back-to-back and ones game two tim hardaway jr hits big shots if the other guys get going if the other guys get confidence then yeah i mean game six could could go the Mavs way, but I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not one to, to bet against trends. Uh, the only thing I will say, if Dallas does drop game six, going back to L.A. on game seven, the Clippers have a horrible record in day games since, uh, since the Kawhi Paul George Union last year. A horrible record uh, in, in day games, and that's a twelve thirty local tip. And so that's, that's something to watch if it does go to game seven.
0: Well, I'm just glad that they're going to have basketball on Sunday afternoon for the Mavericks one way or the other, as we know the winner of this series will go on to see Utah and that game one, if it's Sunday would be at the same time, 1230, uh, or, uh, two Dallas time. Uh, so, uh, you know, too many, we got late, lots tip-offs.
2: To... Too many late tip-offs.
0: <laughs> oh, my bedtime. Uh, I mean, I can, my sleep schedules kind of messed up. I don't know about y'all,
1: but, uh, I didn't get to bed after three, man. After three a.m. Yeah. Well,
0: man, that's because you ride slow, Dwayne. I, mean,
1: uh, I got big fingers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, all
0: right, uh, let's go. Go. Let's go into this. Uh, this Christophs Porzingis thing. I mean, there's two schools of thought here. You know, if you just simply go by what you see on uh, social media and and read Twitter wall to wall, then you know you're going to think. Kristaps Porzingis is having the worst series in the history of, you know, really good players uh, who've just kind of shriveled up and not shown up. And then the other school of thought is, and and we all have to look at this log- you know, logically, the Clippers made the conscious decision. All right, we're going to we're going to do whatever we can to make sure Porzingis doesn't uh, go off big uh, like he did in the first three games last year in the playoffs before he got hurt. So they have made, made it a point to, to, you know, shadow him on the three-point line. He's not getting any, any you know, free looks. He's, he can barely get the ball. And uh, as a result, other Mavericks, Tim Hardaway, uh, Luca of course, and, uh, and even the big men, Boban and Dwight Powell and, and a few other guys, they have taken up some slack at opportune times. Not necessarily all game long, but in the fourth quarter, like you said last night, it was, it was uh, Porzingis and Hardaway who hit d- ginormous shots. So is, is, this, sis, is this scheme working? Uh, you know, I mean, the Mavericks have, have won three games and lost two in this series. They need one more. Uh, can they milk this thing the way they've got it set up and, and without Kristaps going off for a 25 and 12 game like he's uh, been known to do on, on many, many occasions?
1: You know what's funny, first of all, don't read social media. Ain't nothing good come out of that. I, I get on Twitter. I write what I tweet and I, and I get off. I'm not reading anything. So if you, if you responded to my tweets, I'm not reading it. You, you either block or I don't have time to read it because you have nothing good to say. And I don't know who you are. I'm not interested in your opinion. Uh, number two. It, it, it kind of, the, the, the fan friendly dwayne
0: price <laughs> no, no
1: it's the real thing because I, I can tell you when i used to read them i know how bad i felt and when i stopped reading them i know how good i felt so i don't read them so anyway uh it, it's funny that the uh that the clippers decided to what they want to take kp out of the series kp is the, is the second best player on the team why don't you decide to take the best player out because that's the one that's going to beat you KP's not going to beat you. Luca is going to beat you. And guess what? Luca is beating you. You got the best perimeter of the guys in the guys in the, in the history of the games, or some of the best, and you can't take out one guy? You got – I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. But anyway, KP came up with a big three-pointer last night. Yeah, he only had eight points and six, six rebounds. But it, the fact that he hit that three-pointer at the time, he only had five points, and to step up and hit that shot to put the Mavericks up by 10 – with a little over two minutes to go in the game, that tells me that he was still had his head in the game, even though he was not getting his customary shots that he normally gets. So, hats off to him for you know being patient, you know, and, and sacrificing and doing whatever it takes to help the Mavericks win the game. Because that's exactly what he did.
2: Yeah, okay. and I'm, I'm not like I'm not on board with the people that are like, yeah, KP's just done as a player. You know, his, his knees are toast or whatever, like because he's having a bad series against Kawhi Leonard. I think that if, if the Mavs are able to advance, you know, when they go play Utah, um, we could see Porzingis move back to center where he'll be going up against Rudy Gobert and pulling Gobert away from the basket. Right. And if Gobert doesn't guard him, then it's going to be like Bogdanovich, uh, Royce O'Neal, Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley. I mean, Porzingis is going to eat against Utah if, if Dallas is able well, to advance. And so, um, you know, your role on the team and, and I know that if, if, a, if a player is on a max contract and they're making $30 million a year, the fans expect that player to produce no matter what. Like, you're not supposed to be a game plan dependent player or whatever. But, I mean, that's the reality is, against the Clippers, Porzingis has been best served as kind of a decoy, you know. And if, if you double Luka, if you're Nick Batum and you cheat off KP to go uh, put some more pressure on Luka late in the game, Porzingis is going to stick a three right in your face, you know, okay. and the game is going to be over. And so that's how dangerous he is in the series. But, you know, if Dallas advances, he's going to be, against Utah, a much more central part of the game plan because of the way that he can pull Rudy Gobert away from the basket. And we saw what happens if Gobert is guarding like Dorian Finney-Smith or Maxi Kaliba instead of KP. Finney-Smith is going to score 25 points and the Mavs are going to win. And so even if Porzingis isn't the guy that's touching the ball or scoring or filling it up, his Presence on the court on the offensive end is so valuable because he's pulling away defensive attention. He's opening things up for other guys. You stick him in the corner, all of a sudden the Mavs score the most points in the paint they have all series because Kawhi is down in the corner like way out of the play. I mean, it's unfortunate that KP isn't averaging 25 and 10. I would love to see him do that, but his role in this series is to distract Kawhi from stopping Luka. That, yeah. is, that is what KP's job is right now, and, and I'm sure he's frustrated. I'm sure fans are frustrated because they want to see more or whatever, but Porzingis is doing the job pretty freaking well because Luke is having one of the best series of all time. Exactly. Well,
0: exactly. well okay. Uh, playing devil's advocate here. First of all, thanks, Bobby, for – for jinxing everything and putting the Mavericks in the uh, Western Conference semifinals already if, and now are you breaking down the Utah series for us if uh, if, if if big oh, if, the big big if. If. oh yeah I forgot I didn't hear that if uh, but let me ask you guys something now this is I mean I'm not a I'm not a coach they don't pay me uh, six or eight or ten million dollars a year to, to, to you know devise strategies but you better what would you think? They pay me six million to do other things, but not to do devise strategy. <laughs> so, uh, what would you think if I said, "Okay, I'm Ty Lue. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to I'm going to run two guys at least, maybe more at Luca. Every time he touches the ball, he ain't getting the ball back. I'm going to I'm going to dare these other guys to beat me and let the chips fall. He's and driving. if you're and if you're down. 50 to 30 at halftime, then you adjust and go back to the way you were doing it and try to make a comeback. But but I mean, isn't it come to that that you got to try something a little bit off the wall to to make this thing work? And we all know Luke has seen everything. But, uh, you know, if he doesn't have the ball in his hands, I think he, I, if I'm playing Dallas, I'd rather take my chances with him not having the ball in his hands than having it in his hands.
1: He, he tried some of that in games one and two and guys are wide open and they were knocking down threes, uh, Hardaway, Dorian, uh, 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 Maxi. So he already know it. It's like he, he's caught between a rock and a hard spot, which, which uh, I'm going down. I don't know how I'm going to go down, but I'm going down. So, I mean, he's got to mix it up. That's what and that's what a good coach does. And and that goes for both coaches. You know what I mean, Cause the, in the moment, you just got to do what you got to do in order to change the momentum of the game if, if it's not going your way. So. But Luca, I don't care if you're doubling, he's going to find a guy that's wide open. I mean, he he's a legit six-foot-eight guy. He's seen every defense out there possible. He know what you're trying to do to him. He already know. He's three or four steps ahead of the game. The guy's basketball IQ is way, way, way off the charts. I wouldn't be shocked if Luca becomes a coach when he retires in 20 years. That's how good he is. You just can't outthink him. He's got you. And he knows he's got you.
2: You know he's got you. Your players know he's got you. What are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, if, if they double him, I would say, you know, you don't want to double him off a pick because they were doing that in games one and two Luca picked him apart. So maybe if, like, the Clippers score, they put two or three guys on Luca in the backcourt, like they give him the Trey Young-James Harden treatment. Is that what you're talking about, Eddie, where it's basically like, we're not even going to let you touch the ball anywhere near the basket. Like, you're, you're going to have to fight hard just to get across midcourt.
0: Well, I, I, I'll take my chances there better than I will with him sitting there surveying the offense and, and picking them apart, like he, like Dwayne said, which, which he has done. Uh, no doubts there. I mean, this guy's I, – I mean, I, I, if I'm trying to play defense against him uh, – and, and uh, ESPN, I, I believe it was Tim McMahon, did a nice story on this. He went to some of the great defenders of all time and asked, how would you go about this? And the bottom line came out of that story was they're not sure. You know, it's, it's a hard task no matter what. So, uh, I, you know, I, I'm just saying if it were me, I'd sit there and run multiple people at him, come from different angles, don't do the same one every time down the court, do something different, but, but make it so that he feels like he has to get the ball out of his hands, put the pressure on uh, guys that are, are, are a little less uh, used to having that pressure uh on their shoulders uh at crunch time
2: that's where only having one day in between the games is going to be helpful for dallas because the clippers you know they're flying to dallas today they might have a little practice later or something but like they don't have a whole lot of time you know to make adjustments if they had an extra day in there maybe they could but i mean you're kind of you're up against it it's a race against the clock right now to uh to figure out answers on both ends because they got to figure out how to crack the map zone too but i have a question for you guys because you guys have uh watched and covered and and uh understood a whole lot more playoff series in in your careers than i have in mine because i'm just a junior old boy over here how many series do you remember um especially that you covered so whether it's the mavs or rockets or whoever else that you guys have covered over the years how many series have been more unpredictable than this one not only like kind of this sort of david and goliath feel uh but there's a there's a guy on David who is a Goliath, but then also the road teams are winning and there's just huge momentum swings. I mean, it's it feels like every single game has gone the total opposite way that I expected it to. And so what well, other series have you covered that have been kind of like this?
1: That was the uh, the Rockets and the uh, Mavericks series. The, the the road team won the first four games. And then the Mavericks ended up winning it at home in game seven by 40 points. That one was crazy. And that was another one i think in 2004 2003-4 somewhere up in there miles up three uh three was it three one or three oh, on portland that ended up going seven that was the one you remember this series uh one of the games in portland the young lady uh forgot the words to the national anthem then maurice cheeks who was the coach of the trailblazers came over and helped out everybody started singing along and that was also the series where where rasheed wallace wasn't talking to the media, and the NBA was getting, re- getting ready to find the, the Clippers. I mean, the uh, Trailblazers. If he didn't, if he didn't talk to the media, so he comes into the post game uh, media session, and no matter what question you asked him, his answer was both teams played hard. Both, <laughs> and it was so funny. It was a few short weeks ago, Brian McIntyre, at NBA printed out some t-shirts i got one of them in in my in my house right now both teams played hard and rasheed got a little upset about that but those are the two that that stands out to me uh what what about you sefco
0: yeah i I got that same t-shirt Dwayne. it i was there and and uh i remember even uh uh, kerry eggers one of the great reporters up in the northwest asked asked rasheed he said why would you waste your time and our time by coming in here and just not giving uh, a not respecting us by answering questions and he his and Rashid's answer both teams oh, played <laughs> 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 yeah that was that was, those were back when the game when the, when the league was a lot more fun but uh you know there there have been some other ones I, I remember the finals when uh uh you know the the, the Lakers got uh, Byron Scott I believe it was got hurt and all of a sudden that whole thing changed and and by the way let's let's not forget I mean the injuries are playing a major major role in this thing as in most series i mean it's a good thing the philadelphia got out of their series last night against washington without joel mb because if that had gone another another game then you start to get to where it's three two and uh, washington's playing at home and all that sort of thing we've seen how that goes so uh be very aware that that uh, you know the slightest little thing can uh, can change a series and injuries are, are not just slight little things they are huge things uh, but but i i agree with Dwayne. i mean it, there are some series that, that have gone just totally haywire and you don't exceed see things coming um you know and and, uh, I, and i think uh houston and was it houston and san antonio that played one with the the five, five teams the first five games were road wins yeah uh, i think that yeah so that it's happened before, but, but, man, they are so infrequent that it just makes you scratch your head when they happen.
1: Oh, man, how can I forget this? How can I forget this? The first playoff series Dirk ever won. It was the best of five in the first round uh, against Utah. Uh, and and the Mavericks won game five in Utah uh, on a Thursday night. and We stayed the night over. And uh, practiced, they practiced in, uh, in Salt Lake City on that Friday, they then flew to San Antonio and had a Saturday afternoon game to start the next round. Of course, they lost game one, but, um, but they were down 0-2 in that series and came
2: back and won the next three and
1: won the series in five. Yeah. So how, do they win
2: a, how, how do they win a, a home game, guys? <laughs> how, how do they do it tomorrow? I mean, just do it.
1: Like Nike said, home, just team is,
2: home team is winless. How are they going to do it? Just, just
1: do it. Play like you played last night. Do the same thing. I and mean, what's wrong last night? Start the same lineup. It worked. You had the zone out there. You had Bobby out there. You kept him out of the out of the lane. They were not able to drive and get those easy baskets, those easy layups like they were like, like they were doing in, in games three and four. I would do the same thing. It worked. If it ain't broke, don't break it.
0: Okay. So go go get check into the hotel. Spend the night in the hotel, and then you know take the bus over to the game like like a road game, right? Yeah, I would do that, honestly. (laughs) Football teams do it all the time. Night for a home game, the Cowboys
1: players in the hotel, all the teams in the hotel, night for a home game. That's what you do. Do whatever it takes, whatever it takes. I think they're going to win this one, though, Eddie.
0: I I really do. I think they're going to win this one. Well, Dwayne, I, I, I'm I'm confident, but probably not as confident as you are. because
1: Well, uh, Luca's it's healthy. That, that's why I wasn't as confident going into game five because I didn't know if he was going to be healthy or not. But if he can get 42, and 40, 42 8, and 14 on the road in a game when that team has all the momentum, surely he can do half of that at home and some of those other guys are going to step up. Now, it's going to be a war. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but I think the Mavs are going to win by five again.
0: Let me ask you guys something. Do you think Rajan Rondo is uh, kind of becoming less and less of a factor as this series is gone on? He was over six last night. He scored one point,
1: had two turnovers. He was not a factor at all. He had a, a critical turnover too.
2: Yeah, yeah. So going zone has really sort of rendered him kind of well, you know, ineffective. I don't want to use the U word, but it's rendered him much more ineffective because He's not able to kind of pick them apart when they're going four on three because they're doubling Kawhi or Paul George. You know, the playing you, the zone against word, Rondo has turned him into a shooter. The, plus plus words, minus the, minus U- 19, the U word
0: U- is ubiquitous, right? Isn't yeah, that, uh, yeah ubiquitous, U- yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. all right, yeah, we'll just
2: make
1: for sure. sure. It plus miles was minus 19 last night. Dang, man, I <laughs> was <laughs> even better than that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you tell me. I, I I think what it is that – that playoff Rondo tag, I'm not saying, I'm not taking anything away from him. Yeah, he's got a couple of rings and all that. But if I remember correctly, the best two players on the Lakers team was, was, was LeBron James and Anthony Davis when they won the title last year. If one of them gets hurt, the Lakers are toast. As you see right now in this series, Anthony Davis is hurt. The Lakers are not going to be able to beat Phoenix. Rondo gets hurt, I think they keep going on. They Dwayne going. is guaranteeing Lakers' sons, huh? That's a done deal, man. Come on, that's a wrap. LeBron even left the game with a little over five minutes ago. <laughs>
0: oh, oh, oh! Which brings me to another point, gentlemen. How how do we feel about Charles Barkley? He did the Mavs a big solid, by saying that they they, they guaranteed the Clippers were had won this series. He guaranteed <laughs> you, that the Clippers were were gonna win this series, and and uh, and not just win the series, but win it and in uh in the fifth game and, and 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 or you know win game five and win game six and be out of here
1: i saw that balloons came flying down and everything i said wow Buckley <laughs> couldn't have done it without that, chuck that was and that was that was kind of weird you know and then he
0: wasn't and he wasn't on the tnt show last night because he it was apparently his night off to go to the to the to the to the clubs or whatever uh, so, uh, you know, cause, uh, Draymond was, has been, had musical chairs, uh, on the TNT set. He's subbed in for Shaq and shoved in, subbed in for Kenny. And nice that's was his night to sub in for, for Charles Barkley, but we'll see what Chuck has to say, uh, on their next telecast about, uh, what the Mavericks have done. And, and uh, they may be, uh, to the second round by the next time we see that, see that. So, uh, I, you know, I just, I, one thing I'll say, and, and this is, You know, win, lose, or draw on this thing. I think this team is showing that that they've got a little something going on here beyond. uh, It's 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 all Luca-based. We know that he's the one. He's the driving. uh, He's the engine. He's the straw and all that sort of thing. But just the 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 culture, the perseverance, the resourcefulness, the the toughness. uh, You know, even when they won the championship, I don't think people thought of the Mavericks as a tough team. We all know they were, but. Uh, I think they've shown that, hey, the future is going to be theirs. It's just a matter of when. It could be this year. We don't know yet. But uh, I, I just think that they, they are, they are making huge strides on the mental side and 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 in the respect side too.
1: To lose game three at home after being up nineteen, to lose game four by twenty five at home, everybody has counted you out. You got your superstar has a sore neck, you only get two guys in double-figure scoring last night in a game that nobody expect, expected you to win and you won the game. Man, this team is mentally tough. That's why it, it wouldn't even shock me if they come out and win tomorrow night by 15 points or more. It wouldn't shock me at all. They are riding a high. They don't even know. Any, you know, you ever get one of those teams, Eddie and Bobby, that they don't even know that they don't even belong here? It's like, yeah, they say, oh, no, no, we belong here. And let's not forget, the Clippers wanted to play the Mavericks in the first round of the playoff. They lost two games to Oklahoma City and Houston down the stretch, two teams that are going to the lottery. And we – I mean, we can say – they can say whatever they want to say. We know what you were trying to do, the Clippers. You didn't want to get on that side with the Lakers. You wanted to play the Mavericks because you beat them last year in the playoff. So to to come up against this team at this moment in this time when nobody expects you to win – this team is mentally tough, so I wouldn't be surprised if they not only get out of this series, but
2: be a big challenge to, to uh, Utah in the next round. I mean, the Mavs just won a road playoff game with defense, I and mean, that's how you know that they're feeling good. They won the game on the defensive end, and if we know what the offense can do, if they can get any type of defensive confidence and consistency going, then yeah, I mean, this is, this is going to be a team to be reckoned with for a really, really, really long time. I agree, uh,
0: but let's not just uh, overlook the, the one thing that Dwayne said. Uh, they did lose a 19 point lead at home, and they did get beat by 25 <laughs> at home. I mean, those well, things I happen. In that content, Eddie. <laughs> those things happen. You know, you can't just uh, gloss over them. I guarantee you, Rick Carlisle's not glossing over those things. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, well, well, more importantly, let's go move on to the really important stuff. Dwayne, uh, I believe I owe you a Gus's uh, fried chicken dinner. Uh, yeah. uh, You know, for some for some idiot wager that I I made with you uh, uh, Spurs, a, week a week or two Memphis. ago.
1: And the Spurs and Memphis in the play-in game, you said Popovich was going to find some kind of way to beat the Grizzlies. I'm looking at the Grizzlies. I'm saying, no, he ain't.
0: He ain't doing that. <laughs>
1: But the Grizzly got players. The Spurs don't have a lot of good players right now. So they ain't winning that game.
0: <laughs> so you owe me a three piece. A three piece. <laughs> all right. Well, I, you know, I, I, I'm skeptical. I've never had this Gus's thing called Gus's Fried Chicken. So I guess uh-huh. I'll have to dive into it and see, see what's been, what. Oh, it's good. It's
1: good.
0: It. I don't know. It's like eating ice cream, man. It's all good. You know, you can't well. go wrong. All right, well that'll be your pregame game dinner to before Game Six on uh, on Friday night, okay? All right, if I, don't, I might, I'm I'm going to be going today,
1: so I'm hold off. <laughs> I don't care. Oh well, if you go today, <laughs> we'll
0: we'll we'll have another chance. I I guarantee you. Yeah, we so, will. Uh, that's my guarantee is we're going to have more games. Uh, right. that, that you know I do think the Mavericks are. Uh, uh, gonna gonna close this thing out and it may be in game seven I, you know who knows but uh, I, my my hot take are, and it's not really the hottest of takes but it's a lukewarm take uh, they're gonna they're gonna get through this uh, after all the ups and downs uh, I, now I don't know if they can handle Utah we will worry about that if and when it happens but they're gonna they're gonna get through this round
1: 114 102 tomorrow night
0: is my score mouth win. Oh wow, Bobby.
2: Yeah. Um, oh I think you can, uh, you can
0: pick. You can pick the Clippers if you want.
2: Uh, oh, I don't want know, to pick the Clippers. You know, Mark I, I Cuban. Think...
0: Mark Cuban has is waiting listening, and then uh, he he, he he's he he's not. Uh, you know, he he he's he's a little tri- he's a little trigger happy right now. So uh. I do
1: it, Bobby.
2: <laughs> I will. Uh, I will say this. So tomorrow is June fourth, twenty twenty one. On January fourth, twenty twenty one. Luca went for 30, 15, and 10. On August 4th, 2020, Luca went for 30, 15, and 10. On March 4th, 2020, Luca went for, you guessed it, 30, 15, and 10. So the one thing I'm going to guarantee tomorrow is Luca's going to go for at least 30, 15, and 10. And if he does that, I think the Mavs might be through the next round.
0: Well, that's a pretty pretty good nerdy stat take he right there, it. Bobby. I'm in
2: five months on the fourth. He's good for 30, 15, and 10.
0: That was great. All right. May the may the fourth be with you. Oh, wait, that's the wrong month. Oh wrong uh, month.
2: One month late on that, Eddie. One month oh, late. I okay. it
0: to be tomorrow and be the fourth. All right. Well, listen, uh, okay. So we're we're set. Uh guys, good job today. I'm I'm uh I'm really thrilled with the way this podcast uh, went. Uh uh you know, we, we'll, uh, we're will we going to reconvene early and often next week uh, to do it again because we're going to have loads to talk about, loads to talk about. Uh, yeah, hopefully,
1: hopefully we can do one next week at uh, Gus's Fried Chicken over here in Deep Ellum in Dallas next week we to hook that up.
0: All uh, right, yeah, get with the manager, Dwayne, and, and make that happen.
1: Okay, okay, I will, I will, because I'm home. <laughs>
0: All right, the senior old boys, along with the honorary junior old boy, Bobby Corrala, that's Dwayne Price. I'm Eddie Sefko. Uh, Go Mavs. And let's uh, talk again uh, 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 when the series moves to Utah, when the new series starts in Utah. Thanks a lot, y'all. Hey, y'all.